Hello, and welcome back to Haunted Moonlight with me, Michelle. Last weekend, we went to the Renaissance Fair here in Arizona. It was only my second time ever going to one, but it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. They have a jousting thing, so kind of like medieval times, which is so much fun. Like, you should go do that. Um, there are other little random shows you can see some fun shops like uh the one where I buy incense and crystals also some really nice handmade soaps and candles I bought some soaps crystals art prints and a flower crown this year uh then there's the food had the most delicious thing called a chimney cake um it's so delicious it's I don't even know how to describe it but it's it's like a churro but not it's better than a churro. Anyway, it's just fun, and I'm sad that it took until my late 30s to finally get to the Renaissance Festival. Um, a big reason I did want to go to one, though, was because I read the Well-Met series by Jen DeLuca, um, and that just made me fall in love with the idea of a Renaissance Fair. I definitely recommend that series if you like romance that's not super romancy. Um, yeah, it was, I love that series. Like that hands down made me want to go to a Ren fair. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Oh, we also have, uh, some more rising preseason games coming up. And then the actual season starts soon on March 9th. Well, at least that's the home opener, but I'm pretty sure that's also the first weekend of soccer starting since next weekend on March 1st, the Friday is another preseason. So, oh my God, next Friday is March. Oh my God, okay. Best month of the year coming up. I do want to take a little time to shout out a small business. My friend Becca owns Sunrise Bookworm Co. And she has now added soaps to her shop. So my soaps that I ordered from her just came. I got Belle's Library, which smells like roses, old books, and white tea. Dark Academia, which smells like orange, bergamot, bergamot, and rose. Uh, Dragon Rider, which smells like lightning storms, amber, and musk. And lastly, I got Garden Witch, which smells like green tea, jasmine, honeysuckle, and lemongrass. Uh, they all smell so good. A six-ounce soap bar is $14 to $16. She also has candles, shirts, cups. Definitely check out her shop. Um... It's possible in the future I might do some collabs with her, too, for the podcast. So you should follow her Instagram account, too. Um, buy some products. Support the small businesses. I will put the link to her website in the show notes for you. And um, her Instagram, I'm pretty sure, is Sunrise Bookworm Co. She had a name change. It used to be Sunrise Bookworm Candle Co., but now that she's expanded her products, it is different. So... Go shop, go follow the Instagram so you never miss anything. I've also been a model for her business, so check it out. Okay, enough blah blah. Let's get into today's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about the Ouija board and then hearing about some ex experiences. I was going to say explanations, experiences with it. As always, links are in the show notes. Okay. Back in February of 1891 was when the first few advertisements about the Ouija board had started. 
A Pittsburgh toy and novelty shop described this magical board as able to answer questions about the past, present, and future with marvelous accuracy. It also promised never-failing amusement and recreation for all classes. It was the 1800s. A link between the known and unknown, material and immaterial. Um, Another ad from a New York paper said that the board is interesting and mysterious. The mysterious talking board from then is basically the same thing you can find in stores now or wherever one buys their board games. For me, it's Amazon. Anyway, it's a flat board. Currently, it's a cardboard-like material where the original boards were actually made of wood. Um, It has all the letters of the alphabet that are arranged in two lines that follow a semicircle type of pattern. Goodbye is at the bottom of the board with yes and no in opposite corners at the top. The board comes with a planchette. Today's planchettes are plastic. Planchette, planchette. Um, oops. Um, a planchette is shaped kind of like a teardrop and has a little window towards the pointy end. Uh, you use a planchette to go around the board. Um, so to use the board, you need at least two people. And you would sit around the board, lightly putting your fingers on the planchette. And then you would start asking questions and the planchette would start to move to provide an answer. I don't know how many of you have played with the Ouija board, but I feel like everyone at least has seen one at some point in their life, whether it's in real life or in a movie or something, you've seen it, I feel like. If you haven't, I don't know how you've made it this far. So this next thing is something I was completely unaware of. In order for the board to receive a patent from the patent office, it had to be proven that it worked. Okay. So you had to prove that it worked. So the patent office had to test it and get it to work. Do you understand the words I'm saying? Even today, psychologists believe that the board really might offer a link between the known and the unknown. I would love to interview someone uh, on each side of that conversation to see what they think. So if anybody is a psychologist... And if anybody is a scientist, let's get together and chat about it. The actual history of the Ouija board is as mysterious as how the game works. Robert Murch, a Ouija historian, has been researching the Ouija board since 1992. And when I say that in my head, that was only a few years ago, but that was very much not a few years ago. When he began his research, he said no one really knew anything about the board's origins, and he thought that was weird. He said... For such an iconic thing that strikes both fear and wonder in American culture, how can no one know where it came from? End quote. This is a really good point, though. Like, where did it come from? The Ouija board came out of America's 19th century obsession with spiritualism, which is the belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. Spiritualism had been around for a while in Europe and didn't hit America until 1848. And when it hit, it hit hard. The reason for this would be the Fox sisters in upstate New York. The Fox sisters claimed to receive messages from spirits who would knock on the walls to answer questions, and they recreated this in parlors across New York. Spiritualism worked for Americans because it was compatible with Christian dogma, which meant people could hold a seance on Saturday night and feel good about going to church on Sunday. For those that don't know, dogma is a principle or set of principles laid down by an authority as incontrovertibly true. Woof. Seances were a wholesome activity. 
The spiritualism movement also offered, I think I spelled that wrong. I think it's supposed to say solace at a time when the average lifespan was 50 years old. Um, that rattles me that I would probably be dead in the next 12 years back then. Yikes. Okay. Women died in childbirth, which makes sense because the technology wasn't there then. Children died of disease because I'm sure there weren't vaccinations there to help keep them alive. And men died in war, which unfortunately still happens today and not only to men. Even the wife of President Lincoln, Mary Todd Lincoln, conducted seances in the White House after their 11-year-old son died in 1862 of a fever. That's really sad that he was 11 when he died. During the Civil War, spiritualism gained adherence in droves because people were desperate to be able to connect with loved ones that had died. Merch, our Ouija board historian, said that communicating with the dead was common. It wasn't seen as bizarre or weird. It's hard to imagine that now. We look at that and think, why are you opening the gates of hell? But opening the gates to hell wasn't what uh, was on anyone's mind when the Kennard Novelty Company, um, when they first produced the Ouija board. Oh, no, that's not what they cared about. You know what they cared about? People opening their wallets. So like we said earlier, the spirits, excuse me, were at first communicating with knocks on the walls, which people thought was a too long way to communicate since you had to wait on the spirit, yada, yada. In 1886, 100 years before I was born, the Associated Press on the new phenomenon of the talking board. Um... Yeah, so they, um, so you press, yeah, so I don't know, I messed that up, but it's fine. Um, this article circulated far and wide, but Charles Kennard of Baltimore, Maryland, was the one who acted on it. In 1890, he put together a group of four other investors. This group consisted of Elijah Bond, a local attorney, and Colonel Washington Bowie, Bowie, however you prefer, a surveyor, to start the Kennard Novelty Company that I had mentioned earlier. This company would exclusively make and market those talking boards. These men were not spiritualists, but capitalists, as they were keen businessmen and just wanted everyone's money. They didn't have the Ouija board yet, though, because the Kennard Talking Board lacked a name. Based on Merch's research, it was Bond's sister-in-law, Helen Peters, um, apparently a strong medium, who supplied the name Ouija board. They were sitting around the table and they asked the board what they should call it and the name Ouija came through. They asked the board what Ouija meant and the board supposedly replied with, good luck. I don't know if that is what Ouija means or if Ouija is saying, haha, use me and good luck doing it. But Peters acknowledged that she had on a locket bearing the picture of a woman with the name Ouija, Ouija above her head. It is assumed that the woman from the locket was actually famous author and popular women's rights activist, Ouija, I hope I'm saying that right, and that Ouija was just a misspelling of that name. Merch did have the opportunity to see the original Ouija patent. Is it Ouija board or Ouija board? Ouija board. That's how I've always said it. Patent file and said that it is true that they wouldn't receive the patent unless the board truly worked. Peters was brought to the patent office in Washington with Bond when Bond filed the application. 
That is where the chief patent officer asked for a demonstration and said that if the board could accurately spell out his name, he'd allow the patent application to proceed. They all sat down and used the board to communicate with the spirits, and the board spelled out the man's name. We don't know if it was spirits or if Bond just knew the man's name because he was a patent attorney. But on that day in February of 1891, a visibly shaken patent officer awarded Bond a patent for his board. Or this board, I should say. So, the board was made really to prey on vulnerable people and get money. I am skipping a chunk of the article because it feels very, very long. Um, But it'll be in the show notes. You can read the whole article if you want to. I just want to be able to get to the Ouija stories sooner than later. Okay. Merch says the Ouija board offered a fun way for people to believe in something. People want to believe. They need to believe that something else is out, else out there is powerful. This thing is one of those things that allows them to express that belief. The board then found its greatest popularity in the 1910s and 1920s. It was such a normal thing that Norman Rockwell depicted a man and a woman using a Ouija board on the cover of the Saturday Evening Post. For those who don't know, Norman Rockwell was an illustrator back in the day. Google him. New factories had to be opened during the Great Depression in order to meet demands for the board. In 1944, over a five-month span, a single New York department store sold 50,000 boards. So about 10,000 a month. That's crazy. Once Parker Brothers bought the game in 1967, two million boards were sold which outsold Monopoly, which, good, because fuck that game. In 1973, The Exorcist Exorcist claimed that 12-year-old Reagan was possessed by a demon after playing with the Ouija board by herself. So once this movie came out uh, about the board, the board kind of lost the positive light because exorcist, demons, yada, yada. Um, Right after Ouija became a tool of the devil, And for that reason, the board would become popular to pop up in horror movies and books. But now the board is popular-ish again because of movies like Paranormal Activity and also features in shows like Breaking Bad, which I cannot get into, Castle, and Resilient Isles, as well as multiple paranormal reality shows. You get the idea. Okay. We still haven't touched on how Ouija boards work, and scientists say they're not powered by spirits or demons, but by ourselves. Ouija boards work on a principle known as the ideometer effect. In 1852, William Benjamin Carpenter, a physician and physiologist, published a report for the Royal Institution of Great Britain that examined these automatic muscular movements that take place without the conscious will or volition of the individual. An example of this would be crying in reaction to a sad movie. Okay, the article still goes on, and I think the most important thing to mention out of what is left is that a team did a test with it, and the team thought the board could offer a really unique way to examine non-conscious knowledge to determine whether ideometer action could also express what the non-conscious knows. Confusing. Okay, I am ending the informational part there. It's good enough. Honestly, read the full article in the show notes if you want to read the whole thing it's just very long very historical i want to get to the spooky part and get to the stories 
Um, now, I had a Ouija board when I was a kid. I would say probably middle school aged. I can't remember exactly how old I was or who bought it for me, but I had one. And I would use it myself, which apparently you're not supposed to do. I had left it out one day uh, with the planchette chilling on top. And I went downstairs and came back up and the planchette had moved. It could have just slid on its own since it has felt on the bottom of, um, you know, so it moves across the board. Um, Yeah, but after that time is when the weird shit would start happening at home. Um, I'd hear people calling my name, but I was home alone. My sleep paralysis started after that. Shadow looking things in mirrors. You get the idea. So I do blame the Ouija board for that. Um, since I can't remember anything more, um, specific because it was a long time, long, long, long time ago, I'm going to read you other people's experiences. The article I got these stories from originally found them on Reddit. So technically they're from Reddit. And I guess I wasn't going to read the titles of them, but I guess I will. So this first one is, my first mistake was insulting it. My friend had mentioned that she had one, so I asked her to pull the board out so I could check it out. At first she said no, but then agreed to do it as long as she didn't have to participate. After she had set, had the board set up, I asked, is there anyone in here? Nothing. So being a dumb teenager, I said, if anything is in here and not talking, you're a coward. The board was put away after that. Fast forward about a week later and have me sleep in upstairs on my couch. I wake up on a stereotypical stormy night, thunder, lightning, wind, rain, the works. I look around to see why I woke up and couldn't see a thing and decide to try and fall back asleep. After laying there for about 30 seconds, I hear from downstairs, get the boy, in a very raspy, wispy voice. I open my eyes and listen, nothing, start to go back to sleep, get the boy. It was much louder this time. Then my downstairs door slams shut. I freaked the fuck out because nobody slept down there and we had no drafts. Also, I know I say this every time I read people's stories. I'm not changing them. I'm reading them the way that they submitted them to Reddit or wherever they submitted them to. It's going to have errors. Deal with it. Next is a creepy doll. I have a terrifying story about a Ouija board. I got a call from my cousin who said that he, his brother, his dad, and his best friend were using a Ouija board in their basement. Prior to starting, they took a large porcelain doll out of the room because it was creepy and placed it in an adjacent room face down on a pile of towels. My cousin took a short break because the board was just spouting nonsense and he wanted to take a shit. His dad and brother and friends started asking the board questions without him. One of the questions was who was in the other room. It just started spouting random numbers. When my cousin came back into the room, his brother said that it wasn't working, that they were going to put it away, and he showed him the answer to the last question. He asked, and um, he said, dude, that's my social security number. Then they started to talk uh, to whatever started spewing answers out. It told my cousin he would die in the Air Force. At this point, they tell the entity they are communicating with to prove itself. It then spelled out the word doll. And they were like, what the fuck? They opened the door to check on the porcelain doll they had laid in the other room. And when they opened the door, the doll was standing upright in front of the door, staring right at them. No fucking thank you. Everyone freaked and ran out of the house. His best friend burned the Ouija board, and I think he temporarily went nuts for a few months. 
My cousin, for some reason, then joined the Air Force and is on a base in Europe now. I don't know how long ago these stories were written and submitted, but um, the the spirit told you you were going to die in the Air Force, so really not sure why you'd join the Air Force. I don't know. I wouldn't. <clears throat> Next one. I asked it how long I had to live. Oh, you don't ever do that. We all, ha- we all asked it a question that only the person asking would know the answer to. It would answer the questions. One question that somebody asked was, what was the name of the boat I went on a cruise on when I was six? It answered. We played with this thing forever. We had cold spot experiences and we would place... Uh, and we would place a candle where the cold spot was and the candle would burn sideways, not straight up and down. It would burn sideways, not straight up and down. Okay, that was really weird. One night we all asked it how long we had left to live. And this is where it gets scary. Everybody asked and they had 50 to 60 years left. I go to ask and it says 10. I ask 10 years and it says 10 days. I pretty much should a brick at this point. It said I was going to be killed in a car accident by a girl named Emma. We would ask it three days later, and it would say I had seven days left. Ask it two days later, and it said I would have five days left, and so on. I'm freaking out at this point, carrying a Bible in my pocket and wearing a big cross. I finally tell my dad, and he doesn't believe me. So I made one out of a piece of paper and used a CD to show him. I don't think it works like that. It worked, and he flipped out and told me that I didn't have to go to school the day I was supposed to die. I didn't go to school and nothing happened. I'm unsure about this one, but you know, I wasn't there. I don't know if it's real. The next one is choked. I have no evidence and I do not care if you don't believe me. I used a, I've used a board with results and let something into my home and have been physically assaulted by this entity. It started out with that feeling like you're being watched and doors closing and footsteps on the hardwood when you were home alone and progress slowly into being kept awake by something shaking the bed or pulling off your covers, sometimes even whispering your name. The board would disappear for days on end, then show up in places you never would have put it. I became obsessed with it. Then it was a black mess in the... Oh, it says... Listen, I cop... Again, from the people, this does not make sense. Then it was a black mass in the corner of the room, or the silhouette of a man watching you from the doorway. After that, it escalated pretty quickly. I had my hair pulled, fingers pricked, scratched, choked, held down in bed while this thing whispered in my ear in what could have only been Latin. We had our house blessed and the bad thing hasn't shown back up. Just the normal occurrences now, but I will never again play with one of those boards. Uh, The next one. I can see you through the window. I was about 12 or 13 spending the night at a friend's house goofing around with the Ouija board with him and his sister. We were getting all sorts of gibberish plus words spelled out. Just kind of scaring ourselves for fun, not taking it very seriously when we got the message, I can see you through the window. And then, I can see you through his eyes. Or something like that. There was just a small window in the basement room where we were, and just the backyard and woods past the driveway visible through that window. We asked it more questions and it said, I'm under the car. So we somehow got up the nerve to go out with a flashlight and peer under the car. When we saw a huge black stray cat, which was hissing, we ran inside freaking out. And at that exact moment, the power failed and all the lights in the house went out. We just about actually shit ourselves. A few minutes later, the power came back and we sat up till dawn that night, scared and never played with the board again. 
Next one, our first mistake. My wife and I had some unexplained things going on in the house we were renting. So we got a board so we could try to figure out what we were dealing with. Bad idea. The board was just a standard plain board. We used it one night to speak with, hopefully, our spirit. What we didn't realize is that Ouija boards open the door for anything to come through and speak. The looking piece flew off the board near the end of our session, and we had no real answers to anything we were speaking with. We had no real answers to anything we were speaking with something. Doesn't make sense. But it was very evasive with its answers. Things got worse in the house, and we eventually broke our lease and moved. Radios and TVs going on by themselves, water running um, after the board, though things got bad. Voices, moving objects, and my wife says I got possessed one night, but I can't validate that as I was asleep. Woof. That story was very jumbly. I don't even think part of it made sense. But, yeah. The next one is called Wood Chipper Accident. My great aunt has never married, and when I asked why, my dad told me the story. Apparently, when she was 16, she had a pretty serious boyfriend. When she used a board, she asked if they would get married, and it said no. She asked if they would break up. No. Asked if one of them would die, and it said yes. And when she asked which of them, it said goodbye. A week later, he was in a wood chipper accident at the mill where he worked. I hate it. And it makes me think of a true crime story called the wood chipper murders. I still haven't read that goddamn book. Um, but yeah, okay. We'll do that another day. Uh, next story is called accurate death prediction. I was staying at a hotel with friends in Northern Ontario for a chess tournament. Geeky. I know can't exactly remember the town. Anyway, we were looking for some thrills at night and someone busted out a board. One of those official ones you can get from Toys R Us. Very official. We asked a few questions I can't remember, but I will never forget when we asked if it knew any of if any of us were going to die. Yeah, I know a strange question to ask. Uh, so it spelled out a person's name that was with us at the, at the time. And then a date, which was approximately a year later. My friend died a year later from cancer in his knee. He knew about it six months before he died. To this day, I'm still curious about the device, but damned if I'll ever touch it again. When I hear stories like that, it does make me believe in the board. A little bit. I mean, I have my own experience, like I said, but stuff like that makes me think maybe. Because nobody in that group could have known that. All right, next one. It's called I Need. Only did it once when I was like 17 in a room full of people. And one kid says something like, this is all fake. I need purr. Before he finished the word proof, the lights in the entire house went off. If that was a coincidence, it was the oddest one I've ever seen. No one else was in the house and the fuse box was buried in the back of a closet. The kid's dad had to come home and turn it back on. Said it never happened before. Entire circuit tripped. Next one. It knew Arabic. I always thought these things were bullshit. However, years ago, this changed when I did it once with some random people at a get-together. We were talking to all sorts of different spirits, and I wasn't taking any of it seriously. Then I thought of a way to put this to the test. I'm Kuwaiti-American, and I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, and was born in Kuwait. So I know Arabic and knew of a friend who my brother... That, um, knew of a friend of my brother that passed away recently. So I asked to speak with him. 
Now, only one person knew me at the get-together and even then uh, didn't know that much about me. I was definitely the one, only one who could speak Arabic. I was in Oklahoma at the time. So I asked in Arabic how he died. The board spelled out car crash. I was a bit shocked but still didn't buy it completely. So I asked a more detailed question. I asked in Arabic how old was he when he died. It pointed to one and then three. That's when I started really freaking out. No one would have ever known of those details, let alone understood what I was asking. I asked for more details on the crash. He flew out of the sunroof. And after that, I stopped. Haven't touched a Ouija board since. I don't like that one. That one's creepy. Uh, Next one. This is not a game anymore. Perfect story. 100% true. About 15 years ago, my sister had some friends over one night. They were in the basement watching some scary movie. They had a Ouija board. They started cussing at it and calling it shit and fucking fake. It stopped responding, so they began watching the movie again. All of a sudden, all the lights and electricity goes out. They start screaming. Then the TV comes on all static, and it's blaring noise. They were yelling and crying. Then the TV shuts off and comes back on to just a black screen. The words, this is not a game anymore, roll across the screen in all white. After the TV shuts off, and they are in complete darkness. They run out of the house. Afterwards, they go back to the house and our dog hid. And when they found it, all it did was bark and look very angry at them. Insane. Some of these stories are just giving me such a headache with the way they're written. Okay. The next one is the last one. There are more more stories on in the article I found. Some of them are just stupid, so I didn't pick them. But this is the last one. It's called June 24th. My girlfriend told me this story about an experience she had with a Ouija board while in high school sometime in 1986. She had a friend named Johnny who was suffering from CF or some other debilitating illness who had been who had recently been hospitalized as a result. Excuse me. Both she and her friend Shelly visited Johnny regularly in the hopes of keeping his spirits up and for a quick recovery. One night after visiting Johnny, they were at Shelly's when they decided to try a Ouija board. After a while, they started communicating with the spirit who seemed to know a lot about them that it really shouldn't. After some banal questions, banal, 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 about boys and general questions one would expect teenage girls to ask, my girlfriend decided to ask about Johnny and his condition. The board quickly spelled out 24 June 1987, Johnny won't have to worry anymore and went to goodbye. My girlfriend and Shelly were so convinced that the board was giving them a date for recovery that they actually wrote the message down and sealed it in an envelope. The following year, on 24 June, it turned out that Johnny indeed no longer needed to worry about his condition. It was the day he died. Okay. Again, not sure how I feel about that. Um, so what it comes down to, really, is I don't know if Ouija boards really work or not. I have no idea. I feel like someone is always moving the planchette maybe not on purpose I don't think they necessarily know they're doing it but I think it's happening or we can go back to um earlier in the article when it said the ideometer um you know like you cry at a sad movie like you're I honestly I don't really know the science behind it but I would I'm curious to know so maybe I'll do a deeper dive into that at some point um yeah we'll see do any of you have any Ouija board stories or experiences? Uh, if so, I would love to hear them. 
email them into me at hauntedmoonlightpodcast at gmail.com. You can also email me story suggestions or other spooky stories you have to that same email address. Um, be sure to follow on Instagram, Haunted Moonlight Podcast on Instagram. And I have a TikTok. I think it's haunted.moonlight or something like that. I can't remember. I barely use it. Sometimes I go on there, though. Um, yeah, follow those. Um, make sure you're following on wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Uh, rate and uh, all that good stuff. Haven't told you guys to do all that in a while, so it felt right. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for today. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to be it. Really, really, really hope some of you have stories to send me about your Ouija board experiences. I'm intrigued to see what you've all done with them. But, uh, yeah, like I said, that's it for today. And as always, thank you for listening. And until next time, keep it spooky. Spooky.